But first, let's talk transit. TransLink has announced new routes that will anchor the planned new phase of its rapid transit expansion in the Lower Mainland. The proposed bus rapid transit, or BRT, routes will use higher capacity buses that use traffic signal priority and off-board fare collection to further speed up travel. Here is Brad West, Mayor of Port Coquitlam and the chair of the TransLink Mayor's Council. Take a listen. The three new corridors being announced today have been selected to maximize people's access to rapid transit based on ridership potential, future housing and population growth projections, as well as strong support from mayors to bring these projects to their communities. That was Brad West speaking earlier today. Also at the press conference is Kevin Quinn, CEO of TransLink, who was there. Uh, Mr. Quinn, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jeff. So walk me through uh, the new routes that were announced and why were those particular routes chosen? Sure. So uh, the three routes that were selected to move forward uh, as Metro Vancouver's first new BRT routes uh, are King George Boulevard from Surrey Centre to White Rock, uh, Langley Centre to Haney Place, and Metro Town to the North Shore. Uh, And so we're really excited. I think we we all know those are those are three really important corridors. Uh, and, you know, our staff, you know, in working with the mayor's council, did a pretty rigorous analysis, really um, focusing on a, on a few things. You know, one is we wanted to select corridors that had high ridership potential. Right. If we took a look at future housing and development growth projections, we took a, a really close look at, you know, what what routes um, provide the best increasing uh, access to jobs. Uh, where can we easiest, uh, more easily implement these? You know, where could because we're going to need to put in new transit priority infrastructure, and where do we have municipal support? That was really important to this as well. And so I think, you know, we really um, uh, the mayor's council has has selected three really excellent corridors. You might recall that in our um, uh, access for everyone ten year plan, we identified nine corridors regionally, and so this this is really an effort to say, hey, let's take those nine, let's boil it down to the first three, and and really get going to provide some better transportation options to folks in the region. So in this case, the bus buses have priority. So in certain cases along these routes, uh, you'll lose a lane for uh, uh, traffic, regular traffic. It'll be bus-only lanes? Well, I, you know, some of these corridors already have bus-only lanes, uh, and in others it, it may be uh, queue jumps. But, you know, I think part of the conversation here is, you know, that some of these routes will have uh, dedicated lanes. They'll have traffic signal priority to provide fast and reliable service. And so uh, we do have limited space, but we've got to move a lot of people. We've got a, a, a really growing region. We have overcrowded transit service. And so we really need to take a look at how we um, make the most of the limited road space that we have. And so, you know, in identifying these three corridors, uh, it, it really begins the work in earnest of working with municipalities and working with the public to get uh, to nail down a concept design and an alignment for each of these corridors and, um, you know, begin to really nail down the details. I understand some communities are still concerned about losing bus lanes. Richmond was one of them. I think there was talk of a Metrotown to Richmond Center uh, rapid uh, bus uh, route at one one time, and the city balked at losing a lane. I think it was in the Richmond area because of this. Uh, or some of are our community. Some communities are articulating that concern. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, many communities have concerns about, you know, um, how they get around every day, right? How their residents get around, how their kids get to school. And I think that we're, of course, you know, sensitive to that. Um, The fact is that, you know, sitting here today, you know, the announcement today was, you know, just saying, hey, these are three really important regional uh, priority corridors that need better service. 
um, the fact is that the Im- the impact of implementing BRT on on road and on parking space will really vary between the corridors, and that's really going to be determined after we do further corridor level analysis and, and and planning work. The intent is to build BRT on existing roadways as much as possible, but you know certainly again today's announcement is about starting that engagement to work really closely with communities and municipal councils every single step of the way. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, at this point, uh, we're in the midst of planning and building the Surrey Sky train line all the way out to actually Langley City. And of course, the, the work is continuing on the Broadway corridor and hopefully there'll be enough money or new money to eventually get that, that line all the way to UBC. Um, is the um, is TransLink and, and with, with the mayors looking at other routes after this in regards to where you would be sort of focusing your attention on in regards to new SkyTrain lines? And uh, and was that does that mean more lines in Surrey or perhaps the North Shore with an east-west route um, be next? Uh, let, walk me through what, what, what the future looks for in regards to SkyTrain over the next five to ten years. Sure. So, you know, our, our, uh, our game plan for the next ten years is laid out in our Access for Everyone 10-year priorities. And uh, I think what I'd stress first is that, you know, uh, the, the real thrust of that plan is a bus first approach. I, I think it's well recognized that we can roll out um, BRT and, and bus based systems faster and um, in a more cost effective way and uh, get, you know, help a lot more people more quickly um, with a bus first approach. And so, you know, a, a bus rapid transit, what we announced today is, is really going to be important. That said, you know, in that 10-year priority is once we've um, really begun implementation of rapid bus, uh, we can start to consider things like uh, a UBCX extension. Um, that is something that's uh, that's always ongoing that we want to be sure to consider. We know that there's a lot of students that need to get out there. But right now, the focus is, is that we know our region's growing and we think bus service uh, and especially BRT is the best way to get uh, that rapid service that people need today out there as fast as possible. And just to refresh uh, my memory and our audiences, and I know you talk, touched on this when you were last in studio, but just walk me through where your, your per, the, the transit, TransLink participation levels in regards to just commuters returning back to the system. Where are you right now in a post-COVID environment? Sure, yeah. So, you know, we sit here today probably around 88% uh, ridership return, close to 90 It kind of depends on the day. Uh, you know, so uh, we, we've come back pretty strong. That said, I, I think that number, you know, a lot of people will hear that and say, oh, it's not back to 100 percent. Well, that's compared to 2019 when TransLink ridership was increasing at a really dramatic rate. And the fact is, you know, if you're out on buses and SkyTrains every single day like I am, you know the system's crowded. Buses are packed. Our, our overcrowding is uh, worse than it was now uh, than in 2019. Um, people are waiting for buses. Uh, it, it, it is a system that is packed. Sky trains are packed. Uh, our system is quite busy. We're actually leading North America in ridership recovery. Our Sky Train is fourth uh, in ridership in, in North American systems, uh, and our bus system is third. We are bursting at the seams, and uh, we know that people are looking for services like these bus rapid transit routes mm-hmm. uh, to, to get them where they need to go. And, and just to confirm here, uh, you know, the, we've talked about this as well, the existential challenge of falling uh, gas tax revenue uh, mm-hmm. and, and uh, just the amount of growth that is required. I mean, somewhere along the way, your funding model has to change as well in regards to whether or not the provincial or federal government want to put in direct dollars into the system. But right now, you are, with the growth that you're seeing, eventually going to head to some sort of pretty significant structural deficit here. 
Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think as it relates to today, you know, we're, we're trying to solve two problems at once. One, you've really identified well. You know, we have, a, we have a broken funding model. We know that that needs to be updated because we have escalating costs. We um, have reduced revenues. A lot of that is due to long-term declines in fuel tax revenue. As people switch to more energy-efficient vehicles, they switch to electric vehicles. At the same time, um, we need to be expanding. Our region's growing by 50, 60, 70,000 people every year, and we need solutions that keep people moving uh, quickly and rapidly. And so, uh, you know, uh, what we're looking to do is work closely with um, with senior government, with the province, and with the federal government to help um, really tackle that uh, that that funding deficit. Um, it, it's really key to success, and uh, is going to be really important moving forward. Obviously. Kevin, thank you so much for your time. Always appreciate you making time for us uh, because it is an important issue for the region, that's for sure. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you, Jeff.